0: Hey, what's up everybody? Welcome back to the podcast. Thank you for joining us. I want to talk today about how to uh, backslide proof your life, if that's a, a, a word. How to how to keep yourself in a place. You know, we, the, the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. And I, I've talked about that verse before that I feel like it's very overquoted. People quote it for anything like, oh, yeah, you know, I didn't know that I was supposed to pay this bill at this time. You know, the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. But it's talking about knowledge of the Most High. If you read the whole chapter, it's talking about they, they've they've transgressed and they've gone away from knowing me, right? So God wants us to know Him, but it's through the Word that we come to see. God gives us wisdom, skillful wisdom. Ultimately, God's number one agenda on planet Earth is to get us to heaven and to and to to get as many people before the rapture of the church and 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 before the gates of salvation shut, if you will um get those people into the kingdom of God. And so everything he does, everything is seen through that lens. You know, you, you, you look at all the actions that God makes and everything is there to bring us to a place of fellowship with Him and keep us in a right place with him, uh, with him. and then ultimately for us to be able to uh, uh, carry on that purpose. So that's why when you fall in love with Jesus, you fall in love with souls. You can't someone can't tell me they love the Lord with all their heart and they don't tell other people about the Lord. Either they're gripped by fear or they're, they're kidding themselves. It's, you love what someone else loves. When I love Jesus, I love people because of it. But the Bible talks to us clearly about how to avoid, how to avoid um, backsliding. So let's take a look at that. So number one, if you're going to take notes, the number one, the number one way to avoid backsliding or to a backslide proof your life is, um, well, the number one reason people backslide is because of weak devotion. So number one, weak devotion. You know, when you uh, set about to, to, to when you come into the things of God, whether you were raised around church or or, or you uh, came into it later in life, there's a standard for us as believers of spending time with the Lord. You know, it's like, especially being in sales, there was this whole thing of like, well, you only have, you have 24 hours a day to spend and you see your time like currency. I have 24 hours a day to spend and and spend it on the right things. And you hear people say, talk about compound interest when it comes to your time. You know, if if someone's playing video games 30 minutes a day, it's not going to make that big of a difference. But over the course of five years, the one person who plays video games and the other person who reads a book, it's compound interest. And they're right. You know, it is compound interest. If you have somebody, I remember seeing a thing about Kobe Bryant, and he was talking about practice. And he said, he practices, he wakes up, he has the schedule, he wakes up, and it was something like 7 a.m. He goes and does an, an hour and a half workout, and then he goes and eats, and then something else, and then another workout, and then something else. And so the average day, he's he's practicing and working out six hours a day, where most, he's having three different practices, where most people by that time are having one or two. And so he just said, you know, over the course of a week, that's not going to be a difference, but day in and day out over years, you can you keep that up, and you just put yourself ahead of everybody else. And so it's a level of commitment, but it's the same thing. You know, you can go around the world and you can look at a standard of Christianity and and you can go to Africa where people, you know, you look at Nigeria as an example. There's been 1200 this year. If I read the statistic right, there's been 1200 Christians killed in Nigeria for being a Christian. So you have one section of Nigeria where it's highly christian and then you go north and it's highly muslim and so where where those two areas meet there's a, there's there's this terrorist group called Boko Haram that that kills christians and kills preachers and and you you look at a place like that where where their life depends on the their life depends on the god like these things are death and life to them and and so you look and they pray hours a day and they fast and they and then you come over here and you go to a lot of churches, a lot of youth groups, a lot of different places, and if, if you could find someone in the bunch who, who read their Bible every day, you'd be kind of surprised. And so it's just a different level. So it's not, you, you don't conform to the level around you. You conform to the level of the Bible. And so a weak devotion means someone who, who hasn't made the Word of God a priority. You know, with anything, if you're going to excel if you're going to excel, you you have to give it priority in your life. If I if I want to run a marathon, and it's ultimately my goal to run a half marathon first and then a marathon, I have to put time into that. You know, if someone came, people talk about, hey, Ryan, can I run with you? I just ran this morning. So I ran five miles and I do that three times a week. And sometimes I'll run eight miles and sometimes I'll run 10 miles and sometimes I'll run 11 miles, but usually five or six. But it's people say, oh, Ryan, can I come run with you? And I, And I've taken people out running with me. But they've got to know what they're getting themselves into. If someone hasn't run and they're not athletic, they're, they're not going to keep up. It's not because I'm exceptionally fast. I just do this a lot. So I have my that pace. I can run five miles with my eyes closed if I wasn't going to think I was going to fall off the sidewalk. It's it's the eight and a half minute mile. Why? Because I'm I've just set in for that. There's a devotion that's come to that. And so it's the same with the word. People who don't make a daily time for the word. The Bible's clear. Meditate in the word day and night. There should be a time in the morning and at night where you have a commitment to the word of God. Time in prayer. The reason why this is number one is weak devotion leads to worldly desires. If you have a weak devotion, other desires are going to creep in. The truth is you're going to desire something. And so if you're, if you find yourself where you don't look forward to reading the Bible, where you have no, like the Bible's reading the Bible's a chore, you need to kick it up. Like if, if I'm ever at a place where I'm like, I don't feel like praise and worship, that's a problem because I serve God. I love God with all my heart. I look forward to getting in the presence of God. I look forward to spending time in the word. I look forward to spend time in prayer. You know, you, 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 You cultivate that hunger. It's like your taste buds. There are people who their kids who their parents have only ever fed them, uh, you know, chicken nuggets and mac and cheese. And so then when they go to eat broccoli, for some people who who like who like vegetables, I mean, there's there's some greens and some vegetables that I just love. Like I can't get enough sweet potato. I love it, right? And then you have kids who because they've got a taste only for mac and cheese, they're not going to like anything that's a vegetable. And why is that? Their taste buds have grown adapted to junk food. And so it's like people as well. There's a better example. You know, in the morning time, you wake up, there's almost like a reset on your taste buds. So in the morning time, I encourage people, eat the least extreme food possible. Don't eat bacon, super salty. Don't eat the donut, super sweet. Like stay in the middle. That's where you can eat eggs and and a piece of toast. You can eat um, uh, some fruit. You can eat oatmeal. You can eat something healthy because your taste buds are more sensitive in the morning. There's diminishing returns. If you eat a donut in the morning, by the time you get to lunch, you're going to want something very fatty and very salty. Why? Because you've already like touched the extremes on your tongue. So if you keep it like your first meal, first meal and a half, your snack, you keep it kind of just like, kind of not bland food, but just plain, nothing extreme. You're not eating a donut. You're not eating a blueberry muffin. You keep it like... You're not eating a pastry. You're keeping it like regular. By the time you get to lunch, you can eat a salad and be happy. You can eat a piece of. You can eat salad and some chicken and be happy, right? But if but if you're testing, it's like people who get on a high. I've never done drugs before, but people get on a high and, and other stuff's not good anymore, right? You 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 do an extreme drug. I don't know why I'm talking about drugs on this podcast. This is my example today. Let's talk about uh, meth, right? But it's it's like that. You do, you don't ever. You have to reach those highs again. And so people get a taste for the things of the world. And all they want to do is play video games. I've played video games for 10 hours straight, you know. I've never read the Bible for 10 hours straight, but I've played video games as a teenager. And so you can just get a taste for things that aren't the things of God. And so you have to retrain your tongue. You have to retrain your spiritual appetite. I don't want junk food. I don't want to to live off of five minutes of listening to the Bible. I want to dive into the Word. I want to be able to read the Bible for an hour straight and love it. And so you build that and you, and you choose that and you just make a commitment, having a good, solid, uh, uh disciplined time in the word and prayer time with the Lord is going to be the number one thing to staying on fire for the Lord. The Bible says we don't live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God, we're born of the word. So we live by the word. Number two, um, so your, your weak devotion leads to worldly desires, but I would say the next one for, for, uh, the reason people backslide is because of the wrong friends. And I know there's people out there listening that have been hanging on to friends, people that you text, people that you call, people that, that you know, when you hang around them, you become like them. Like take a look. If, if take a look at your life. If when you get around people, you're listening to, to, to their music, you're not influencing them. They're influencing you. When you act more less saved and you're, and you're less of a, Oh, I don't win souls I'm around them because they're no, you, you, you you shouldn't be a chameleon. You shouldn't match. You know, Paul said to the Jew, I become, to the free, I become like free. And he says, I I do I do that so I can win as many as I can, right? But that that doesn't mean he he wasn't like acting like a sinner, like just trying to fit in with sinners. He said to those who are under the law, I become as under the law. To those who are not not under the law, I, I'm I'm not under the law. But he did that as a cultural thing, but not like oh, oh I hang around my. Unsafe friends. There's people that'll lead you in the wrong direction. And so you choose, I'm not, I'm, it's worth it to me to lose a friend or to distance myself and, and still be good to them, but just not spend my time with them. There's people that you can still be friendly with that you don't need to spend time with because they're not helping you. So number one, weak devotion leads to worldly desires and then wrong friends. Keep yourself in the love of God, the Bible says. You know, the, the, the Bible actually says, and I've read the scripture a few times here uh, in the fa- in the past podcast, but it's 2 Peter, and it says, well, let me read this one, 1 Corinthians 15 33, do not be deceived, bad company ruins good morals. But this other one, First Peter two eleven says, beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh, which war against your soul. Your mind is the area that has to be renewed. Spending time in the Word renews your mind. It makes you desire other things. There was a time when when I got off work, all I could think about doing was playing video games, and I would come home, and at 5 p.m., I'd play video games till 11 o'clock at night. Now, if you said, we're going to go play video games for six hours, I'd think, that's what a waste of time. But if you said, hey, let's go to an all-night prayer meeting, I'd think, okay, I mean, let me get an energy drink in me, but let's, you know... I'm ready to go. I would choose, if you gave me the choice today to play video games all day or to, or to minister all day, I would choose to minister. Why? Because my love for the things of the world has fa- is fading, hasn't totally faded, but is fading. I'm not talking about sin, just for clarity. Pastor Ryan said his love for sin hasn't totally faded. I'm just talking about for, for things that just don't benefit, things that don't produce. Video games is not going to produce. You're not going to be like 85 and be like, man, you know, I'm really glad I spent all that time in the world of Warcraft really did a lot for me. right? Those things go away. The things of the world go strangely dim. When you realize I'm here for a purpose, God has called me, your mind gets renewed. So there's things that wage against your soul, that pull your mind, your desires in in the wrong direction, but you choose. I'm choosing to stay the course. I'm going to let my life honor God. And then the last one, after wrong friends, is uh, how to uh, backslide proof your life. Is to avoid, um, or or I guess maybe maybe not avoid, but expect expect t- to be offended, <laughs> uh, expect to be wronged by people. I see it so often. I, the number one reason I see from people for people leaving the church, young people leaving the church, is because of offense. Someone t- does something, or they sin, and then they expect you know they come back, and then people judge them. And and then they back off from the things of God. Oh, if God's people going to act like that, then I'm not going to have any part of it. So you have to expect the Bible says persecution will come on my my behalf. We're not in a we're getting there, but we're not in a place right now where you know you're you're thrown into jail for being a Christian. There are a couple exceptions here in recent history, but but you you're going to be persecuted. So the devil will position people that you look up to 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 offend you. People who you like, you know. Confide in, and then it's like they don't care. Pe- people that the devil will use to offend you, to get you away from the things of God, to get you to lump a mistake that a Christian made with with God's plan for your life. And so expect to be offended. Expect that a leader will offend you. And so when that time comes, you just say, "I'm I'm not I'm not changing what I'm doing because someone did something wrong. They're humans. I'm going to give them grace. I'm going to move on. I'm not going to take it personally. And uh, and I'll let the Lord sort it out for me. So number one, weak devotion leads to worldly desires, wrong friends, and then offense. How to backslide proof your life. Thanks for joining us. If this podcast has helped you, please share it on your Instagram and tag us at Ryan Yesta underscore and then at Krista Yesta. We love you. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you soon.